hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. Hi, this is Adam. And this is Lisa. And welcome to Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. For those of you that thought I had a preemptive clink there, it's because we have these giant balls of ice in our bourbon. Yes. Uh, So one of the things that uh, Adam got for Christmas was uh, like the giant ice balls. Yep. That you put in a glass of bourbon. And it's like... That's a big ball of ice in bourbon. I did hand Lisa our drinks tonight and was like, just so you know, it's mostly balls. And she was like, thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Guys, giant ice balls is the gift that keeps on giving. You can be like, I put your balls in the freezer. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Wow, these balls are larger than I thought they'd be. It's just it, the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. So hard and round. <laughs> Anyway, but we're also drinking a few cold cut. Yes, so it is a whiskey that I don't know where it's distilled, but... Evanston, Illinois. Okay, we buy it when we visit my parents in the Chicagoland area. We can get the standard Mm -hmm. stuff they have on their catalog down here in Dayton, but when we go up and visit your parents, I get the exotic stuff that they're like experimenting with, Mm -hmm. and this, so when you distill bourbon, you distill it further than the percentage so if you want like a 46 percent bourbon 40 percent six percent alcohol bourbon you distill it to like 55 percent and then you add water back you dilute it down dilute it down till you get to your target um this one they don't add water they add cold brew coffee Mm -hmm. so it's not a lot it's not a high it's not like coffee it's not gonna keep you awake it's not like i need to drink this is not a morning whiskey no i mean the 46 percent alcohol is gonna do way more than whatever (laughs) Five percent coffee they added. Percent of coffee, but um, no, it's really it is really scrumptious. It's got it's really smooth and it tastes good. Smoother than I thought it would be. It's really good. It's good, but that is also a spoiler. We did spend. uh, How was your week? Oh, uh, it was great. I worked, and then we went and visited my parents for our belated uh, family fun weekend in lieu of Christmas. Yep, which was great. We went to like some Chicago stuff. We went and saw the Shedd Aquarium. We were going to go see the top of the Sears slash Willis Tower, mm-hmm. but it was the like nastiest, grayest, snowy mess of a day. Right, we, and we like, called nope. Audible and we were like, nope, not, not, worth not it. doing that. It would have been just like staring out at Like this is a cloud. What it looks like when you're inside a cloud and can see nothing. Mm-hmm. Isn't everyone thrilled? Right. No. No. <laughs> Waste 20 bucks. It's more than 20 bucks, probably. Fair enough. And for kids, it's like, I think, 25 or something ridiculous. Maybe. It's bonkers. But we went to the Shed Aquarium because they're having a free day, so we all got in free and... Yeah. It you know, was cool. And you know, we pretended to be Illinois residents. I don't think you should say that on the podcast. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, honestly, I just was like, I'm following the crowd. And then they're like, yeah, it's free for Illinois residents. And like, my, in the back of my mind going, uh, wait a minute. And in the front of my mind is going, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. All right, whatever. We got in. It's fine. So you could bring like three kids. And so I don't know. It, anyway. Yeah. 
city of Chicago, if you need me to spend send you my admission, like no, come find it's me. It's a lot of money. <laughs> Fair enough. So we snuck by and then we went out for like a really scrumptious dinner. Mm-hmm. Which was amazing. Like one of those like seven course Spanish dinners. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good, y'all. I had dates wrapped in bacon. Dates wrapped in bacon is delectable. Oh, that's so good. With like a roasted red pepper sauce. So mm, good. So good. And I had mussels and octopus and steak and chicken and mm-hmm. cheese and manchego. And like super, super expensive Ibirico ham. Ibirico ham. Like crazy ham. Yeah. It was so it, good. Yeah, it was so, so good. I, I'm like, I get it. I get it. I see mm-hmm. why this is so expensive. It is so good. And sangria for the mm-hmm. whole table. And then we went to church on Sunday, mm-hmm. like good little people. And then we went to uh, Medieval Times. Medieval Times dinner and tournament. So I never went to Medieval Times like in the 90s when it was at its peak. Which I did. And ironically, I went to the one in Chicago, <laughs> like just a few miles from your house. Right. And before I had any inkling that you existed. Right. We and could have met at Medieval Times. <laughs> That should have been part of our story. That should have been. Like, so I met him at Medieval Times in high school. Oh, what was he? No, he was just a dork. (laughs) He was nobody. He was there on an orchestra trip. I mean, like, if anything says not not super uh, socially well-adjusted, it's going to Medieval Times as part of an orchestra trip. Uh, I I feel like. Do you know how many people hit on me in Model UN? So many people. <laughs> um, Model UN conferences was all just like, I'm not interested. I just am here to pass this resolution. <laughs> also, I don't want to minimize how amazingly attractive you are, but you were a girl at Model UN. <laughs> a girl like, at Model UN. You guys. You guys, we found one. Everybody, form a line. My Model UN was very equitable. Like it had, oh. We had lots of women in our Model UN group. Okay. Did any of them hit on and, you? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I mean, because they knew me. Fair. They could hit at me at, hit on me at school. Like they don't. It was like people from other schools. Okay. I was like, I'm not going to start a long distance relationship from someone who lives like wherever. <laughs> Representing the interests of Uzbekistan. Right. That's, like that's I mean, not a good thing to build a relationship. I on. mean, you seem great, but like, I don't know you. <laughs> nope. So, also, I apologize. It sounds like our neighbor's dog is having a fun time out there tonight. Smelling all the squirrels. All the squirrels. It's it's and bunnies. Yeah. She doesn't actually like fight. Or chase the squirrels and bunnies. She just like she just bounces around the yard, barking at them. Well, she's got the shot collar on, so she can't actually get out. So she knows her limit. She's like, mm-hmm. "I'm just letting you know I'm here. <laughs> I'm just standing by the fence and yelling. Everybody, I'm here." Mm-hmm. But no, anyway. So uh, tonight's movie. Tonight's movie. Tonight's movie was gr- actually not bad. Okay. I'm going to say it was not bad. I, I sat and watched it, and I took notes this week. Right. So I was busy uh, grocery shopping because we'd been gone all weekend, and then, like, making chicken for lunches, and then also somehow I gave myself tennis elbow, I think. Uh, not at all playing tennis. Like, I don't know. Guys, being old sucks. That's not for the uh, week. So I have to go to the doctor tomorrow and just, like, make sure it's not broken. <laughs> Seriously. Or whatever. Yeah. I mean, my elbow hurts. That's oh, it hurts constantly. Mine, mine hurts so bad. Like the weather changes, and you're like, you like stretch out your arm, and you just hear this loud crack. And people are like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I'm old." Yeah, and mine that's doesn't all I got. crack. It just hurts. Yeah, but mine's from where I broke it, like mm-hmm. five years ago or whatever that was. Now, yeah. And then you, so you can we can join the club. 
Right, right. If, if I need an elbow brace, you're like, oh, I have one. <laughs> I got one in the basement. It's fine. Is and it adjustable? It is. Because <laughs> your is. arms are way longer than my arms. Yeah, your, my monkey arms and your little troll arms were, mm-hmm. will be compatible. Um, but the nice thing is, my I broke my right arm. It's your right arm that's mm-hmm. broken. So if worse comes to worse, we will just rearrange our sleeping arrangement so I'm on the left side of the bed and then right. I can still be your big spoon and we'll just have our right that's, arms up. I mean, that's an important consideration. I mean, I'm glad we're compatible in our brokenness, <laughs> which is really one of the secrets to marriage, I would true, say. True, Compatible in our brokenness is kind of beautiful. It is, it is. We can stitch it on a pillow. So anyway, so tonight, today's movie. So tonight's movie, while you were doing all this stuff, I was like drinking and watching a movie with the kids, which mm-hmm. I have to say, I won. Yeah, like, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was not a bad way to go. But I also, like, I drove all the way back from Chicago today, and, like... That's a lot. It's a lot of windshield that's time. That's a lot of stuff. It it really is. And you don't realize how tiring it is just driving. It's, I was tired just sitting there. I, I fell know. asleep the last hour. <laughs> like, I know. It just lives like I can't anymore. I'm so done. It is one of those things I'm like, people are like, I don't know if I trust like self-driving cars i'm like bring it the fuck on yes yes i want i want to like (laughs) fall asleep on my way to chicago and wake up and And be like like, oh we're in the driveway (laughs) yeah and it's like amazing (laughs) well you could just let your wife drive and get that out i'm like no i can't like i think i would trust a robot more like i mean because i would trust a robot to park yeah fair but like i mean i i don't know why but just the I, I, I'm always nervous when you drive. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always slamming the, the floorboards with my imaginary brake. I'm not that bad of a driver. You're not, you're not, but I just can't relax but while you're, you're driving. But you're a control freak. Right. So I feel like if I turned on the robot and was in the driver's seat, mm-hmm. where I could actually intervene if I had to, right. I would relax much more than if I'm in the passenger seat with a human. Mm-hmm. It's completely bonkers. I acknowledge I mean, you're, this. You're a control freak. That's just so how it is. So it is. It's, you're not wrong. But anyway. So we we drove back today, mm-hmm. um, and we're back here. But we watched the Secret Life of Pets two dose, yes, number two, the sequel to this um, movie that honestly was okay. Was okay. It, you know, the first one was fun. It was a little caper film and like an escape and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this one is definitely it. It's. I was going to say bifurcated, but it's like trifurcated. Like, there's three stories in this one that are going on. Mm-hmm. And I legit feel like it was pitched like someone was like, hey, we need to make some, some like, shorts. Or, like, you know, Netflix has asked us to do three half-hour shows mm-hmm. in the Secret Life of Pets universe. Or, like, ten or whatever. And they yeah. came up with these three. And this was all they had. And they're like... Or we could just put this all into one movie. Maybe we can just make this one movie. And and that's really, I feel like, what happened. <laughs> it is like uh, that Band on the Run song. <laughs> oh, by Wings? Yeah, where it's like, wait, but only only if they cut in and out, because mm-hmm. they keep cutting from story to story to story, and you're like, wait, wait, what are we on here? What are we? Also, Band on the Run. <laughs> Band on the Run pretty much sticks. Like, it sticks, you know, it's got the intro, and then, like, the acoustic part, and then, like, mm-hmm. then the, like, Band on the Run part. But this one is um, like all the all of them cut in and out of each other, and so apparently they're supposed to be all happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there we are. So it starts with um, Duke, who is the big fluffy, big fluffy dog, big fluffy dog that was the antagonist, I guess. 
Yes, of the first movie. Of well, the first movie, but he and Max, the protagonist of the first movie, are now buddies. They live together. Right, the the tiny, mm-hmm. nervous dog. Yeah. The tiny, nervous dog, by the way, is now voiced by, by Patton Oswalt. Yes. Who is fantastic. Right, he did great. Like, I, did not miss a beat. I was more confused. Like, I didn't remember Duke's voice. And I was like, is that the same guy playing Duke? And I looked that up. I, did I look up that it was the same guy playing Max? Not at all. Like, no. he slid right into that yeah, character. Yeah, because the previous, um, the previous voice was one Louis C.K. Right, who's V problematic. And we do not yeah. need to give him any uh, support or money. He doesn't need jobs. He's fine. He's fine. He'll be fine. He'll he be is... fine. He will. And I He's don't... Gotta... Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So... So they replaced him with Patton Oswalt, who really does a great job of playing a little neurotic dog, because looking back at his history, that's kind of who he plays. He is. He is a little neurotic dog. He's great at that, like, kind of puppy dog eyes, but mm-hmm. also very nervous about the situation he currently finds himself in. Right. He's not really sure how he got here. He's not sure what he's supposed to be doing with his hands, but... <laughs> Right. But somehow he's just adorable, and you kind of want to just be like, it'll be okay, Patton. It'll be okay, buddy. It'll all be okay, Patton. And he's he's made a lot of money playing that character. He should have been the character first time, I honestly will say. Agreed. It's a recast that I think has improved, which is rare. It is rare. Usually you get it the first time, but he did really well. So this story starts um, where their owner meets a dude mm-hmm. it's a very cute meet it is where cute. she like runs into him like literally runs into him and knocks him over well i think he no he runs he's like checking her out and runs into the back of a taxi and right. flops he's on in a front bike of her. Yeah. yeah and yeah he's on a bike and like like you see him do like the double take and in the double take he then runs into the trunk of a taxi and flips over mm-hmm. and duke like runs over and looks at him like, what do I do with this thing? And then looks at her and looks at him and then is like, okay, cool. I'll lick his face. And that's how... And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? This is Duke. He's fine. Like, I promise he's he's not going to hurt you. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> and, and then, yeah. And so then they apparently get married. Like, right. Max just skips over the whole courtship process, which uh, would have happened off camera. Right. Also, the way dogs process time. <laughs> True. It's like, every day is today. <laughs> Constantly. What happened to me? I don't know. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. We mm-hmm. just do whatever's happening right now. So, and then he moves in. And he's like, this guy was great. You know, he, he's a big cuddly guy. He's goofy. He right. plays Sometimes with the dogs. He drops he pizza the on the floor. Like, he's the best. He's the best. Uh, and he's like, and then everything changed. And what changes is they have they a have baby. They have a baby. Oh, the baby. Liam is the baby. Mm-hmm. And, and he looks just like uh, the Kate, the owner. Yeah, he does. He looks a lot like Kate. Uh, and and Max's opinion is like, well, at first it was cool. Like, he just slept a lot. Mm-hmm. He's like a little dog. He's like, cool. He had a spot. I had my spot. We were cool. And he's like, and then he got on the floor and started talking. And he's like, and that got annoying. And then he started <laughs> crawling, sort of. And you see him, like, face plant. And he's like... And that was really annoying. And then he started walking, and, he's, and I couldn't get away from him. Suddenly, everywhere in my house, there's this kid, mm-hmm. and I can't escape, and it's dangerous, and it's annoying, and it's loud. And, and then, I hate everything. <laughs> and I hate everything about this situation. And then the kid walks up and goes, I love you, Max, and gives him a big hug. And mm-hmm. he's like, and now we're done, and I will do anything to save this kid. 
He's like, that moment... So now he's my kid. Now he's my kid. And he's like, I still don't like kids, by the way. Yeah, kids was, like, in general suck. But, but this is my kid. But this and my I will, kid's great. My kid's great. So that's what that's what starts kind of the action of the movie. Mm-hmm, is there is a kid. And so Max starts getting very neurotic mm-hmm. and trying to protect the kid. Because this is his kid. Maybe there's some, like, sheepdog instincts in the back somewhere. He's a terrier, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But... I mean, he's not really... He's dog. He's dog. He's he's a mutt dog. He is a mutt dog. And so maybe there's something in the back end that's like tweak, tweaking and he's like, he's got to protect his kid. So, you know, he's trying to protect him through New York City, which is just suddenly a trove of dangers and obstacles and things trying to kill his kid. And he gets really neurotic and starts scratching himself, mm-hmm. which is a whole thing. Right. And... And so then he's like, okay, well, I got to figure this out. And, you know, he's like, I got to protect my kid. And 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 just just scratching himself. And, mm-hmm. and Duke's like, dude, you got to chill, man. Like, it's <laughs> like none of this fine. is a big deal. <laughs> he's going to be fine. It's just going to be fine. And so, and so that becomes kind of the A-line. Like, mm-hmm. that's the main story of this is like Max, Duke, mm-hmm. and Liam. And how Max is coming into his own as like the protector and the the owner of this this child. This child, yes. Meanwhile, meanwhile, reintroduce Snowball. Snowball, right? Who is uh, voiced by um, Kevin? Yeah, Kevin Hart. <laughs> I only remember people's first names, like we're friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Kevin. That guy, Kevin. you know, Kevin. You know, Kevin. You know, Kevin. We were at his house last week. Yeah, you know. He's- got the good cookouts you know he's great kind of short but still mm. awesome so anyway kevin is voicing snowball who was also kind of a weird villain character from the previous one right he was uh in charge of the sewer pets he's a rabbit by the way he's a rabbit he was in charge of the sewer pets but at the very end of the last movie he got adopted by a little girl right and so he's been leaving living with her for a while mm-hmm. but she is totally dressing him up like a superhero and pretending that he's Super Snowball. Captain Captain Snowball. Snowball. Yes, Captain Snowball. <laughs> and he's in charge of this, like, council of superheroes that meet at the tea table that she has. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this totally reminds me of our daughter. Like, right. our daughter would totally do this kind of crap where you're like, hey, look, it's a cute, adorable set of things. And she's like, they are superheroes. Right, right. This panda's gangster as fuck. Yeah, like that's that's all there is to it. Yeah, don't spoilers on the panda gangsters fuck thing. That is gonna come back. Um, but but he is he's got the superhero alter ego and and Max is kind of playing along like yeah whatever man. Mm-hmm. Sidebar. They get the Superman soundtrack like his his owner Snowball's owner leaves him mm-hmm. leaves him alone alone. Because, like, she goes to school and has life. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, that's how that works. And does not put him in a cage. No. He has free range of the apartment the whole time she is gone. Sure. So Sure. He he hops out on the fire escape. Sure. <laughs> and, like, as he's hopping out there, he's giving this, like, motivational speech about how he's going to protect the city. And he's he is the champion and the guardian of the city. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm like, is that John fucking Williams? They got John fucking Williams? And he, by the time he gets out there, yeah, it's the full-on full Superman, Superman theme. theme. Ba, ba, bum, ba, 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 bum. I'm going to get sued for that. But right. they licensed that. <laughs> but, 
But they had enough bankroll to get the John Williams Superman theme Mm -hmm. out for this guy. And I was like, kudos. The music in this movie. It is. There was a lot of it. So we start with, um, that was one of my notes. I was like, I've got all the the music that I noted. (laughs) Um, Empire State of Mind plays Mm -hmm. by, um, oh my gosh. I I don't know anybody who sings anything. It's. Yeah, it's it's cool little ditty. Like it's at the beginning. That's how they mm-hmm. introduce it. Then they of course have the required like jazz pieces that represent New York City because mm-hmm. like it's like hip hop, jazz, and Superman. Like those are the <laughs> that's, that's all that's, you have. That's the musical. Even though Superman lived in a metropolis, <laughs> that was New York City. Let's be honest. Metropolis. <laughs> metropolis. Um, quick question: Where did okay? So if New York City is metropolis, mm-hmm. which it totally is, mm-hmm. where is Gotham? For you. Detroit. You think it's Detroit? Because I grew up... I could I could see it being Chicago. Yeah. But I grew up thinking it was Cincinnati. Because... <laughs> and I'm going to stand on this. We had the fucking Hall of Justice. You do? You have a literal Hall of Justice? We had the literal Hall of Justice. Look up um, Union Terminal Cincinnati. Like, Google that shit. Yeah, and it does. It, looks, it is it the does Hall look of Justice. Hall of Justice. That's true. And before... it was, It's now our museum center. And it's really cool, and it's got all kinds of stuff, but it used to just be the train station. Mm-hmm. And I never took a train anywhere, because, you know, American. And so I had no idea what that building really was growing up, other than I drive past it when I was going to Reds and games. And it looks like the Hall of Justice. And it looks like the fucking Hall of Justice. And I was like, it must be the Hall of Justice. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. And so it was very disappointing later in my life when <laughs> I found like, out oh, that that was just a may, train station. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Cincinnati. So, but yeah, I, I'm like, demoted. I thought it probably it could have been Chicago, but like Chicago has a really distinct skyline, and Gotham does not. Yeah, well, and in although later in like the Nolan Batman's, 100, mm-hmm. they filmed it in Chicago. Yeah, which like, is a nightmare. Who would do that? Like, there's a reason Canada exists. Yeah, just go film in Vancouver. It's like, really just cheap. Stop. People. Just don't do this. Or Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's so many other choices. Legit, Cleveland does stand in for New York City a lot because mm. they're built up around the same time. So a lot of the architecture looks similar. I, I'm, they have more than three alleys. Mm-hmm. Which, New York City, famously, three alleys. <laughs> Anytime you see an alley in New York City, it's one of three I alleys in Manhattan. I think we've had Manhattan. this conversation but on anyway. a podcast before. But yeah. it's still, it's I stand by it. But anyway, all right, so uh, what other... Uh, me and Julio down by the schoolyard? Yeah, I was like, that must be real cheap, because that is on a lot of kids' shows yeah. and, like, movies. There's a moment where one of the cats is tripping balls on catnip, mm-hmm. and they, of course, play White Rabbit, which oh. Snowball is by trying Jefferson to... Jefferson ta- Airplane slash Jefferson Starship Jefferson, slash Starship. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what band they were so, at this like, moment, but yes. They built this city on rock and roll. And then and you're had like, no you f- did not build this. This is not even rock and roll. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. We built this Reddit city on like pop prog rock. I don't. Right. So anyway. much synth. That's what they built the city on. On synth and blow. <laughs> synth um, and blow. Doesn't. I mean, it kind of works. It totally works. But like there was that. Let me see. I'm, I'm turning the page here. Hold on. I have to do the. I don't have fingernails, which is... Mm. All right. Hard life to live. Oh, um, Coolio's Fantastic Voyage was in this. <laughs> I was nice. like, wow, that's a deep cut. There was some ZZ Top. Uh, yeah, LaGrange. Yeah. I'm going to get sued. Um, <laughs> Sorry. ZZ Top, we don't have any money. <laughs> and I'm drunk, so like, is, that, is that mitigating? Like, right. We've all just sung copyrighted works when we were drunk, right? <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. So, 
Um, so he's so anyway. So Snowball's pretending to be a superhero. Yes, all I have to say, Snowball is pretending to be a superhero. And then we cut back to the main line where they're going to go on a trip. Right. So first, oh, there's the Fed visit. Yeah. First, she's like, "Me and you are going to go on a walk." Just me and you, Max. And she was like, he was like, great, this is so nice. Just oh, like, we haven't done this in a long right, time. Just like, the two of us. It's right, so great. I really, I really enjoy our family, but like, this is really nice. Like, yeah, it's nice to thinks. have someone on one time. And then he gets outside of the vent and he's like, you tricked me. Like, you <laughs> you lying, fucker. <laughs> you lying bitch. What are you doing? And so he's got to go in there and he comes home and he's got a, he's got one of the cones of shame on mm-hmm. because the to dog. keep himself from scratching. Scratching himself. And. Duke's just like, ah, cool, whatever. <laughs> like he, d- Duke is not really in this movie. I gotta say, like he is a, a side piece at best. He is. He's there, but not voting. Mm-hmm. And so they decide they're going to go on a family vacation, which may have been the reason for kind of like trying to figure out what's wrong with your dog before you take him on a road trip. Right, right. You're like, can he? You know, if if I'm going to put him on a plane, can I give him this medicine that puts him to sleep? Is that going to give him a heart attack? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Let's what what dosage out. of that do I need? Because, like, dog dosage has got to be all over the place. Because, like, humans, I'm like, eh, you know, you're, like, 150 to 250 pounds. That's the standard human. Like, Right, sure. Livers are all about the same size, about the same blood volume, maybe. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I don't know. There's a reason I'm not a medical professional. All of that is crazy to me. But, uh, you know, you're but kind of in the same But dogs have so much, uh, so much more variety. There's, like, a one-pound dog that's a grown-up and, like, a 500-pound dog. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe not 500, but, like... 200. Easy. And so, yeah, like, that's crazy. <laughs> so, like, good luck figuring that shit out. But anyway, so they decide, so they're going to go on a trip, and they're going to a farm upstate, which mm-hmm. I assume is where they were just going to let the dogs run wild, like all of us let our dogs run wild on the farm upstate right. when we were younger. I don't right? know. I think this harkens back to a time in which we did not live. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I did not grow up on a farm. No. But I did spend a summer on a farm. Really? Yeah. My roommate uh, in college. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Your I house was, at a farm. I, I was taking summer school classes, and she lived really close to our university. So um, I stayed with her and took summer school classes, and then whatever. Like in her big sister's house, that had, her room that had like moved out. Right. Like, right. It wasn't a big deal. an open room. Yeah. Easy. She was like, I have a bed, whatever. And I was like, cool. I could handle some uh, free room and board. Like, this seems like a great plan. So, uh... Every morning I would drive to my university, I'd take my summer school classes, and then I'd drive back to her house. And there was one time when her whole family left to, like, go build a pole barn. Like you do. Yeah, somewhere else. And they left me in charge of, like, this farm didn't have livestock, but they just had, I was in charge of the barn cats. (laughs) My favorite was, you asked them. And the dog. (laughs) My favorite question you asked them was, like, well, what do I do if, like, I open the door and there's a cow? They're like, the answer to that question was, what color is the cow? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i was like it's hypothetically a, and i was like it's a black cow and they're like you fucking stay in the house <laughs> but the angus it will kill you right and also you, right off your car right and, and call you, your insurance and now you, and you call this person they're the person who owns black cows but you fucking stay in the house <laughs> they're like black and white like it's a jersey she'll be fine right but yeah, she'll black, just wander home black and brown yeah and be like yeah just drive off she'll she'll find her way home <laughs> Seems not the right thing. But, yeah, but how many... So, you were in charge of the cats and the dog. I was in charge of the cats and the dog. How many cats did you start the week with? I don't... Probably 30. Yeah. A how, lot. So, so many cats. 
<laughs> I'm already laughing because I know the end of the story. How many cats did you end that week with? Uh, at least five less cats <laughs> than I started with. Part of it was some of the cats uh, the mom had passed before I got there. And so they were like... They were on borrowed time. They were struggling. Like they weren't really eating on their own. They didn't know quite how to hunt. Like they were struggling. They were so the those farm. cats I kept alive. Because I focused on them. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> Meanwhile. All the, the other, other cats, cats are just running amok, like, getting caught in fences and farm equipment and, like, in the hoods of cars. <laughs> like, my, my favorite story terrible. was you, like, looking out the window, drinking a cup of coffee, watching this cat rally in the yard, like, the day before they came home. You're like, well, at least that one made it. At which point, a hawk swoops down <laughs> and grabs the cat and's off in the sky. And you're like... Fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm terrible at this game. <laughs> but anyway. Oh. Yeah, so uh, people who own farms, if you want me to house it, I will gladly house it. Don't count I on cannot, the cats. I cannot promise I will keep your cats alive. But the dog lived. <laughs> right. So back to the dog at the farm thing. The dog so at the, the farm. The, the, so the family goes up, they meet their uncle, and there's like an alpha dog. Right, he's a sheepdog. He's a sheepdog who's like really in charge of the farm. He keeps things and he's like, what is the wrong, what is wrong with these city dogs? Like, Fucking what? city dogs can't do anything. <laughs> like, and he's just giving a hard time and 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 Max is super nervous about everything. Mm-hmm. Gets chased by a turkey. Like, which honestly, those things are like little mini raptors. No, I mean, I'm kind of low-key afraid of geese. Like. Yeah, so... I get it, Max. Max is like an eighth of my size. Truly, truly. If a geese is running after me, I'm like, oh, nope, 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 nope. Nope. I'm going to go inside. Yeah. and Have I I changed which door I was going to exit a building based on the presence of a goose? A hundred percent. Have I parked farther away because there's a goose randomly nesting in a fucking parking lot? I have. Yes. (laughs) so have I'm, I walked out of a building and been like, never mind, I don't need to go to that other building on campus <laughs> because there's a goose nest. Because there's the way. a goose nest in the way. We have all made those decisions, right? But Max has a little bit of a hard time. By the way, the the alpha dog mm-hmm. whose name is Rooster, right? Did you catch his voice? Yeah, he's Harrison Ford. He is indeed phoning it in, right? Literally, but on also a phone. like totally. Harrison fine. Fording it. Yeah. Like, he's right. fine. He's a gruff, older, uh, like, no-nonsense sheepdog. Yeah. Who's, like, not here for anyone's bullshit or therapy. Yeah. Just <laughs> just own your shit and get on with life. There is a point where he was like, what's with the cone? He was like, oh, my therapist says I need it. And he was like, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And he great. just picks him up and he takes the cone off and he, like, throws it down. Right. He's like, there, you're cured. And, and I was off. like... This does not speak highly of respect for mental illness. No, it doesn't. And, like, mental health and, like, seeking help when you need it. No, it doesn't. Like, that's not cool, Harrison Ford. No. It's not. You can do better. (laughs) I mean, he can. So all I have to say is, like, it's fine if you need therapy. Like. That's cool. Yeah. Get the help you need. Yeah, like... There's no shame in it. You know, oh, walking outside is the best therapy. No, it's not. Sometimes Prozac is the best therapy. I mean, yeah, sometimes therapy is the best therapy. Yeah. that's definitely a generational thing where people are like, she's going to therapy. And everyone's like, guess what my therapist said? <laughs> yeah, like, millennials are just like, I have two therapists. And you're like, right, great. Right. My like, therapist called her therapist my grand therapist. And I was like, yes. 
That's our, our yeah. Your grand therapist, my therapist, therapist. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you are your a therapist, therapist, you need a therapist. Therapist, gotta unload your I'm, stuff. No, I, yeah. I'm sure therapists go to a lot of therapy. They hear a lot of stuff that they have to hold. But anyway, back to the movie. Man, we are gonna. <laughs> this is gonna be like a two-hour episode. Help Sorry, buckle guys. in, folks. So uh, this is what happens when I drink and I can't keep leashes on a leash. I know because I don't have a leash. I have no concept of time. No. <laughs> I'm like, sure, go for it, buddy. Let's just chat. So before they leave, though, I forgot. We need to back up a little bit. Um, oh, Max yes. goes downstairs and trusts Gidget, Gidget, the fluffy white dog. So first, he attempts to give it to Chloe, the cat. Right, who is living with in the same? Does she live with Snowball? They hang out a lot. I think they live like next to each other. I think they have their neighbors. Maybe. So he she goes. He goes to Chloe and he's like, "Hey Chloe, will you take care of my very favorite squeaky toy while I'm gone?" And she's like, "I mean, sure, whatever. It's not important to me, and like, it's kind of bullshit, <laughs> but sure, whatever." <laughs> and he was like, "Ah, uh, I mean, on second thought, like, I don't want to bother you." <laughs> cool, cause cat. Right, right. Lake Bell. Indeed, she is being great. And so he takes it downstairs to um, Gidget, Gidget, who, who is, is Jenny Slate, and is a fluffy white bundle of energy. Right, one of those fluffy white dogs. Yeah, and she, he's like, "Hey, can you watch this for us?" And she's like, "It would be like our baby, which yeah. squeaks." We're like, "I'm the I'm the mom, and you're the dad, and we're in a relationship, and this is our baby. It's exactly like that." And he was like, "Uh, no, just keep it safe." <laughs> it's like that. I'll, I'll see you later. It's like that. And so she is very protective of this thing. And so while they're... So while Duke and Max are up at the farm... Yes. You get double inciting incidences back in New York City. Right. One is... Gidget loses the squeaky toy. Gidget loses the squeaky toy into a den of cats. Yeah, it bounces around in her alley, which doesn't exist, and bounces back into the building. Wait, does she throw it out the window by accident? Yeah, she's like... She's like cuddling it and having a like fantasy about oh, her and Max's life together, <laughs> and then like like right when at the climax where they're gonna kiss each other, she like wakes up and like jumps with glee and then mm-hmm. lands on the ball and it shoots out and like out the window mm-hmm. and then bounces around in the alley and shoots back into the building into the window of the cat lady. Of the cat lady, that crazy cat lady who has legit like eighty cats in right. there and. She can't get in there to get it because, you know, cats. 80 cats. Right. She's going to get shredded. And so she backs up and she's got to figure out how to get that back. Right. So she goes upstairs and tries to talk Chloe. Into teaching her to be a cat. And how to be a cat. And, and then so, they can infiltrate the cat palace. Meanwhile, somehow Chloe and Snowball are hanging out together. Yeah? I don't understand how this timeline works. I'm also drunk. <laughs> Also, I this is definitely many of the parts I was not watching. When a random dog shows up and is like, I need to speak to Captain Snowball. Right. Right. Random dog named Daisy. Yeah. Voiced by Tiffany Haddish. Indeed. Is that Tiffany Haddish? Yes. Fantastic. She's Queen Whatever Wannabe from the look of a bee. Chase that paper. She does also other things, but like, that's she- what I know her from. <laughs> I was going to say, in this movie, she's a pretty bad bitch, but she is, in fact, because mm-hmm. she's, you know, a female dog. So, therefore, adequate. Mm-hmm. And she comes in, and she's like, hey, I need Captain Snowball, because I met a tiger that needs our help. Right. And pitches the story about this tiger named Who. Right. She was on vacation. Right. And uh, the belly of the plane with all the other dogs, and they're, like, going through all their owner's shit. 
and uh, trading with people. We're like, because people always blame the airlines, but really, like, it's us. The and pet's <laughs> raining through. He's like, I'll trade you two socks for a pair of gym shorts. He's like, are they clean gym shorts? He's like, nah, they nasty. He's like, ooh. <laughs> right. So. She hears a noise and she goes forward and finds a cage with a tiger from the mm-hmm. circus. Right. A little, like a adolescent tiger. Not yeah. like a cub. But not like a grown tiger. But not tiger like either. a full grown tiger. And the tiger's name she finds out is who. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my biggest disappointment of this whole fucking film. Yes. So who is a tiger? Yes. New York City numbers their streets and avenues both, mm-hmm. right? This, the, not a spoiler, but this tiger's going to run amok later. Of course, of course. That's what they're building to. And at no point did anybody drop the nugget that who is on first. <laughs> right. Like. <laughs> it was just such a softball, guys. It was guys. such a softball. Like the writers, come on. There was... Uh, Where's who? Who's on first? Right. There was a point where we were reading the subtitles, and it was like, Hugh moans, and I was like, Hugh moans. Hugh moans. Oh, like, uh, like humans. humans. There you go. For Hugh moans. But no. So, Snowball is not one to back down from a challenge, so he's going to go like, with well, the puppy. He was like, well, I know Captain Snowball. I'm going to go get him. And she was like, cool, that wasn't weird at all. <laughs> yeah. And so and he, he shows up. up in his fancy uh, snowball attire and was like, let's solve your problem, lady. Yeah. And so they go off to rescue. A tiger. A tiger. Chloe is still teaching. Um, Gidget. Gidget how to, how be, to be a, a cat. cat. So they put a, a sock on her tail and they're like, tail, check. Like ears. And that's like a, a headband with ears. Check. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, great. And she's like, great, I'm all set. And they're like, no, it's going to take a lot more than ears and a sock. Like, to have you pass as a cat, you need, like, lessons. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so cat lessons begin. And it's Gidget and then, like, two of the other dogs who are, like, friends. Yeah, they're With Max or, like, side secondary characters. dogs. Yeah. The pug and the dachshund. Sure. And, and so... I don't remember their names. And so, like, one of the lessons is, like, they have, uh, like... A fully, like, stuffed, scarecrow-looking human Mm -hmm. sitting at a table. I'm like, where the fuck did they come up with this? (laughs) None of these people have opposable thumbs. Like, how did this happen? Can you imagine a cat just, like, stacking things to form a human shape? No. I really can't. (laughs) Because you know what? She would get halfway through it, and then she would just start knocking it over. Right. Or she would just, like, bury in it and take a nap. Yeah. So she's like, all right, so here's what you do. You walk across the table, up on the table. Okay, now now tail to the face, tail to the face. Give it a rub. Okay, good. Now butt on the coffee cup. Butt on the coffee cup. Good, good. Now walk on the keyboard at the laptop. Walk away, walk away. But kick over the coffee on the computer. <laughs> it kicks the coffee on the computer. And like, like yeah, it's a cat in a nutshell. And I was like, perfect, you've passed. <laughs> you've passed the final test. Yeah, and, like, they train her how to, like, fall off, like, high things and land on her feet. Like, mm-hmm. that was an accomplishment. But one of the one of the moments, though, I did write down is that when um, she's walking away, like, uh, Chloe mm-hmm. is walking away at one point describing what it's like to be a cat. Like, tail goes straight up in the air, and I'm like, I just saw some cat asshole. <laughs> like, there was... There's definitely some cat butt in there. Oh, yeah. And I'm not sure if that's a first for TV animated cat butthole, mm-hmm. but it's 
definitely it was it was there for a couple of frames and everybody knows what happened and if you've ever been around cats that's accurate so she gets trained up like and the thing is like all of these things like we we blast them all together right 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 no they're spread out like interspersed every five minutes you switch you between come back to the story stories um meanwhile max is up in the in the upstate, farm yeah. upstate like freaking out because of all the new noises and the new smells he does try to eat fireflies at one point which sounds fun i mean dogs do try to eat fireflies that's the thing <laughs> But he catches one, he's like, ah, that, I need a drink. And he tries to drink, and he drinks Rooster's Bowl, and bowl, Rooster's like, listen, a man has two things. His water bowl and his dignity. And I'm just like, Harrison Ford, you lost one of those in this part. <laughs> <laughs> just by delivering that line, one's down. Um, he's like, if he doesn't have one, he doesn't have the other. And he's like, I'm going to, he kind of gives him the like, I'm going to teach you how to be a real dog speech. Right. And... The next morning, they managed to somehow let sheep out. Right. So, uh, little dog Max is yep. inspired by how like badass Rooster is. Right. And uh, he's like, "This seems this seems cool. Like I'll oh the pig. I'll, whatever." So the, a pig wanders out of the pen, and uh, Duke the big dog is like, "I'll go get Rooster." And he's like, "No, no, I think we can we can handle this. Like let's try to get him back in." And so he, like, gets on top of the pig, and, like, the pig is way bigger than this tiny dog. don't give a fuck. Right. Like... The pig is just eating his, his radishes or whatever, and the tiny dog is, like, on top of him and under him and around him, and um, Duke it... is like, well, sometimes Rooster, like, nips at the cows to mm-hmm. get him to move. Like, he doesn't bite him, but he, like, kind of nips at him. He's like, oh, I don't know, that seems extreme, but, like, whatever, if it works, and he, like, bites his tail and then the pig freaks the fuck out. Smashes the fence. Smashes the other fence where all the sheep are. And these sheep are dumb. <laughs> well, have you ever knocked down a fence with sheep? No. A lot of times they just fucking stand there. Like, they, they don't do anything. They still have the side like, Right, huh. they're just like... <laughs> like, that seems weird. And they go back to eating their clover or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's fine here, right? Unless, like, you have to have an aggressive sheep who's like, ooh, ooh, I'm excited. And then, like, the she- that sheep jumps out. And then the other sheep follow him. Right. Well, in this case, it was this a, little, like, baby sheep, sheep that mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to go exploring. And all the other sheep are like, eh, eh. sounds like an idea. I mean, it's easier than thinking for myself. Right. And then uh, Rooster comes out and... Uh, cuts him off and is like, sheep, go back, go back to your pen. And the sheep are like, okay. <laughs> yep. And he's like, where's uh, little baby sheep? Cotton. Cotton, the little baby sheep, which is an interesting name for sheep, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, uh, we saw him go in the woods. Great. So he's like, me and you, Max, we're going to go find cotton. And Max is like, I'm not. And uh, Duke is like, what do I do? And they're like, this isn't about you. And he was like, Okay, but this fence is still broken. <laughs> we'll just, like, sit at the fence then. Just sit at the fence. And so they go off in search of cotton, and it turns out, like, he had fallen. Well, he hadn't really fallen. He had gone to, like, off this cliff where there's an apple tree. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, hanging over this abyss, just eating apples out of a tree. And Rooster's like, Cotton, what are you doing? He's like, this tree has apples in it. He's like, ugh, fuck. Like, you just see, like, the, mm-hmm. I hate sheep. And and he's like, "All right, Max, go down there and get them. The, this tree's too fragile for me. I can't. I, I can't get him out of there." 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, why don't we just ask him to walk backwards? Cotton, walk backwards. He's like, okay. Wait, my foot's stuck. And he just starts eating apples again. He's like, his foot's stuck. You gotta go get him. Like, okay. All right. And so, like, Max has to go down and, like, pull him backwards out of the mm-hmm. tree. And the tree almost falls over. And then... Very dramatic. It, like, they get him off the side of the cliff. And, like, the cliff's falling apart and, like, going down. Cliffs are always falling apart in movies. The rate of erosion in animated films it must be bonkers. Yes. It is. It, it, it must be something else. But they managed to get... They managed to push the sheep up on the cliff. And then, like, Max is sliding down. He's gonna die, but... Mac or Rooster reaches down and grabs him by the head and pulls Max to safety, and it's fine. And everybody lives. Everybody fil- lives. Max has a near-death experience that validates his view on life. Sure. It, I guess. Why wouldn't that make him more afraid? No, it doesn't. It makes him more. It badass. makes him less afraid. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand Trella. So that's cool. And then, and so, like that whole story again, it's told like in five, five minute, minute snips yeah. as it goes. Meanwhile, meanwhile, um, the the bunny mm-hmm. and and Jenny Slate. Uh, no, not Jenny Slate. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Sorry, Daisy. Daisy have broken into the circus, and they found the tiger. Yes, and it's guarded by wolves. Right, because circus wolves are a thing. They spent a lot of time on circus wolves in this movie. Yeah. Have you ever been to a circus that employed wolves? Okay, so first off, the owner of the circus is Russian, because we're still doing evil Russians, apparently. <laughs> that's a thing we'd still do. That's still hanging out there in the in the popular zeitgeist. And um, he dresses, like, somewhere between the Wicked Witch of the West mm-hmm. and the the Child Snatcher. The from, Child Catcher child in catcher uh, from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Truly. Like a black cloak with, like, feathers. And a comically large nose. A comically large nose and, like, a big pointy fucking witch's hat. Yeah. Does anywhere wear witches' hats like regular hats? I mean, occasionally. Where is a witch's no? Do. Where is a witch's hat based off of? I don't even know. <laughs> that was me gesturing wildly. You could tell how <laughs> utterly flustered I was. I was like, I have no idea where this fucking idea comes from. Right. But we have them in our popular culture. So they break in and they spring this this tiger. Right, right. They get the keys away from the circus wolves. Because, again, you know, there's there's a post, and it's got a key hook on it, and they right. just put the keys to the tiger cage, which is 10 feet that way. Just on a post. On a post, surrounded by wolves. Right. I mean, that will deter anyone. Right. Wolves surrounding a, a tiger. A tiger post. I don't understand. But, anyway, so they managed to steal the, steal the keys... Spring the tiger, get the tiger out, and they're, like, running away from the circus. And at that point, they realize, what the fuck are we going to do with a tiger in New York City? Right. And they're like, it's okay. I know someone whose owner's never home. Right. So, throw back to the previous movie, they right. go to Pops' apartment. They go to Pops' apartment, who is, uh, was voiced by Dana Carvey. Was he still, still voiced by Dana Carvey? Still voiced by Dana Carvey. He's a paraplegic... Uh, Basset Hound. Right. Very old. Very old. And they get to his apartment and there are all these adorable puppies. Very cute puppies. And... And he is running some kind of like puppy boot camp. Yeah. Teaching them how to be horrible. puppies how to be fucking terrible. Right. And... And to not take any shit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, they take shits. That is the point. At one point, one of the dogs is like, I have to take a poop. And he's like, 
what do we do? He's like, go find his shoe. He's like, yep, see you in a minute. And the dog runs over, and then a couple, they have a little scene, and then the dog comes back. He's like, where did you go? He's like, I pooped in a boot. He's not going to find it for weeks. He's like, good job, man. And But Pops is talking to the bunny and, and the little dog, Daisy, mm-hmm. and he's like, all right, so how have you guys been doing? Are you guys doing okay? And he's like, oh, Jesus Christ, there's a tiger. Like, Get the fuck out of my house. What, what is that doing in here? And... He's like, well, I thought we could bring it to your house and you would just watch it for a while while we figured out what we were going to do with the tiger. And he's like, no, 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 I can't take it. And then all the puppies are like, please. He's and so like, cute. They hit the super big puppy dog eyes and then the tiger looks at them and looks up and gets the super big tough puppy dog eyes. And he's like, fine, you can stay for a night while you figure it out, but that's it. And so... um, then that kind of cuts, and then mm-hmm. we go back. But, like, that story, the next morning, picks up, and Snowball's in his house, and there's, like, a wrap on the window, and it's and it's Pops, mm-hmm. and he's got the tiger, and he's like, here's your fucking tiger. And he's like, well, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I can take him back. Subpoint, nobody noticed a tiger bouncing around. Around fire, fire escapes in New York City. I mean, it Nobody. was rush hour. People were busy. They were trying to get ready. They were trying to catch their subway. They were trying to curl their hair. I mean, <laughs> the, so true story in New York City. There is a kind of someone else's problem feel that you right, just where seem, you're just like, like, it's not my problem. Like, nope, that doesn't I'm affect not, me I'm unless not, I make it affect me and I'm not going to make it affect me. Because I don't have time for it. Yeah, like, not my problem. But anyway, so this tiger is now on Snowball's fire escape as Pops is leaving him. He's like, listen, this thing fucking destroyed my house. It ate an entire flat screen like it was a Trisket. Like, <laughs> which I think is my favorite like, That's a great image. line. That's a it great line. Great. I mean, he doesn't use fucking, but still. Um, but he's like, I'm done with this thing. I'm out. And so, thus concludes Dana Carvey's contractual application right, for the right. sequel. Right, He was in there for ten minutes. <laughs> and they're like, well, we're gonna put it. And they're like, well, Max is at home. We can put it in his place. Cool. So they take him upstairs and put him in Max's place. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean... It's never addressed that the tiger, like, like trashes just, his house? No, that never... I guess that doesn't happen. Um, Tiger's better behaved in that house? But, like, Max and them end up coming home and have to, like, they're on their way home. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, we need to back up. Because Gidget's story has to resolve Gidget, first. Gidget, yes. Gidget... Um, she's been trained to be a cat. Right. So she infiltrates the cat house. Yeah. And they with, all... with a gerbil. Yeah. Well, the gerbil's with a helping. Yeah. <laughs> Laser pointer, not Laser pointer. Laser pointer. And so she's in the cat house and she's pretending to be a cat and trying to find the little squeaky ball and finds it on the top of this like cat tree mm-hmm. where this super alpha cat is yes. up there. With the with it, and he's got like one snaggle tooth coming out the front. He's right. huge. He's scary. And she manages to get it away from him. And there's like a little mini fight scene. Mm-hmm. And like a West Side Story fight scene. <laughs> it is super stylized. But she manages to kind of juke him out, and he falls off the cat's tree. Mm-hmm. And so he's down below. But then all the other cats wake up and are like, "Yeah, uh, this, that's not cool. She's We're not leaving not... here alive." Right. And so she's like. Plan, plan B. And the gerbil sticks its head out and shines a laser pointer on the floor. Mm-hmm. And all of the cats, like, 
Yeah, started chasing, chasing the laser, the laser pointer. She's like, okay, great. And so she picks up the squeaky ball and starts to leave, but it squeaks, and everybody just looks back at her like, oh, never mind. Mm-hmm. He's like, I lost him. I can't, I can't get him back. She's like, plan C. And so the gerbil shines it at her feet, and she kind of like bats it the laser pointer around a little mm-hmm. bit, like she's playing with it, and then she puts her paw down on top of it, and he turns it off, mm-hmm. like she captured it. And then she picks her paw up and opens her paw. And, and, it, oh, and it shines. And it shines right on the inside of her paw. And everybody's like, oh, she got the light. And then she puts it in her mouth. Then she puts it in her mouth and opens her mouth. And when she opens her mouth, it's shining in her, on her tongue. Mm-hmm. And they're like, she's going to eat it. And then she closes her mouth and mm-hmm. then opens it again and it's gone. And they're like, she ate the red dot. She caught the red dot. And they're she, like, she's the chosen one. She is the queen. <laughs> Our true leader. <laughs> and so she like pounces down like a cat and lands on a... On room, a Roomba. On a Roomba, which starts like parading her through the crowd and it's like partying. They're like partying and like bowing. And she like totally picks up the toy like, yep, this is mine too. Gets to the window and she's gone. Like, right. And so they... um, And so now we've got like... And the Max is coming home, so they mm-hmm. have to get the tiger out of his house. Right. And when they take the tiger to the roof, that's when, like, these dogs... Why did they take the tiger to the roof? What was the plan? Well, I think they were taking it outside, but then the wolves had been... They found, like, Daisy's Daisy, like her little flower. Mm -hmm. And so they were able to get her scent and find her in the middle of New York City amongst millions of other dogs. And wolves. (laughs) And so these wolves track her down and chase them up to the roof. And the owner's there. And these wolves are climbing outside of a building. Right. And so... So, fire escapes, famously, like, don't exactly connect to the street. Like... Like, there's a definite like, barrier there's there, a definite, yeah. like... Or else people would be robbing all the shits. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know. Don't ask too hard. So... Um, but they're able to track her down, and they shoot the tiger with uh, the the child catcher shoots the tiger with the tranquilizer, and somehow manages to get it off the roof into a cage and out of New York City on a circus train. Because right. a couple of things: also, one, also takes the tiny dog, the yeah. uh, Daisy, da- takes the Daisy, the tiny dog, right? Because a couple of things: one, you can shoot a tranquilizer dart in the city of New York City, and nobody will notice. Mean. You can find a tiger in New York City and nobody will notice. You can take said tiger down a fucking fucking roof roof into a cage onto a fucking circus train, which are still a thing. Right. Like, there's no paperwork for this. It's an old-timey circus train. It's it's very stylized. It's very much so. And so they're bolting out of town. And that's when, like, Chloe and the... Uh, the rabbit snowball are like, we need y'all's help. Okay, call for backup. Call for backup. Let's get this going. We got to save this this tiger. And so a couple of things happen. Max and and Doug go off to like chase down Duke? the... Tr- Duke? Sorry, not Doug. Duke. Go down to chase off the train. And Max gets on the train somehow, but Duke doesn't. Like I think Duke stays behind. Maybe he does, just to guard Liam or something. Yeah, I don't know. But Max goes out, and he's the only one that gets on the train. Mm-hmm. He snatches up Snowball and gets Snowball right. on the train, too. That's true. I guess, yeah. Snowball's on the train, and Max is on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, 
Max finds, or Snowball finds Daisy. She is in a cannonball. Like, in a cannon. Yeah, with her head sticking out. Set up like it's a... Like Like a human cannonball thing. uh, Yeah, but it's not, like, in storage. Like, if you were schlepping all of this stuff... You would lock that down. You yeah, so you would tie t- you would tie something. it down. No, it's like out like in the middle of a ring, like it's a three ring circus. Like on this train is the circus. Yeah, and it's all set up. So she's in there, and so he so Snowball's like, "Oh, I'm gonna rescue you," and he totally starts like getting her out when the monkey, which by the way was a sidekick, we meant neglected the mention of right. the sorry, there's a monkey. monkey starts like <laughs> fighting him, and so there's like this whole like fist fight battle scene. Right. At one point, the monkey is throwing throwing knives. Right. At... It's like a mixed martial arts. And then there's like flying through the air with like laser background. And then he's like hitting him with like bo- like juggling pins, and then knocks Snowball out for a little bit. When Snowball comes through, too, he wakes up and he looks down the hallway, and here comes the monkey with the juggling pins on fucking fire. <laughs> On a unicycle. And I'm just like, this is a lot. Like, you had him knocked out. Just go for the jugular and, and be done with right, the situation. Right. Why is a unicycle necessary? I don't Doesn't feel it, it is. Doesn't it just slow you down? It really if should. You ri- if you ride a unicycle, please let me know. Would it be easier to fight on a unicycle or on your fucking human legs that you did not have to learn special skills to operate? And or monkey legs. And if you are legs. a monkey on a unicycle. If you're a monkey on a unicycle. But, like, they're fighting, and of course, in the course of fighting, one of the fiery, juggly baton things lights the fuse for the cannon on fire. Of course. Which is, I mean, it. I was like, this is Chekhov's gun uh, to our eldest. And he's like, what? What? What the fuck is that? (laughs) I'm like, all right, so if, if you ever see a, if you see a gun... In a in a movie early, it's gonna go off later. Like right, that's in, the in rule. Act one. If you see a gun in Act One, it's got to go off in Act Three. Like by Act Three, like that's that's mm-hmm. how that works. So if you see a cannon with a dog sticking in it, right, in act, and a f- and a fuse, and a fuse, assume that's gonna get lit and it's gonna go off. So right. the, the so the fight continues, but Snow- and then the fuse is burning down, and Snowball's trying to turn it off, but then like basically the gun just like tilts down and the dog falls out. Like whatever. And so Snowball, Does it ever fire? Well, Snowball manages to fight and shove the monkey in there mm-hmm. right before the fuse goes off. And they shoot it straight up in the air and it goes off and it shoots the monkey. Mm-hmm. So the monkey shoots through the roof, which should have been highly fatal, <laughs> but is apparently not a thing. Right. It's, just, it's like crackers. It just crumbles. Me, and the Max, monkey's fine. Max had been like chased by the wolves all the way up to the front of the train uh-huh. and he's like kind of stuck and he turns around and he's looking the wolves are coming at him when lo and behold this monkey that got shot up at a cannon smacks into Max's face I'm like what are the fucking odds here right right that's a great physics problem yeah what, like, how if, like, would you the, shoot a if monkey the, if the train is fu- like traveling at 50 miles an hour and on a curve and on a curve how could a monkey shot from the caboose land in smack the... a dog in the face. <laughs> what angle would that trajectory have to be? <laughs> it's not straight up, for the record. It's not. And also, you need something solider than a monkey because that's just going to be Jello going through the roof. Like it would not. Well, you'd have to assume the monkey is a cannonball, and then you'd have to assume that there's no air resistance. Yeah, <laughs> like, you'd have... there's so many assumptions. We basically have a frictionless monkey in a vacuum. Is right. what we're looking at, right? And, uh, is this 
the kind of thing my physics uh, teacher would have given me as a assignment. Absolutely. Your your physics teacher loved you more than mine did. Oh, the, he was like, if we shoot a car, like, <laughs> a Volkswagen, which weighs this much, <laughs> out, out of the third story window. <laughs> All of my physics teacher's problems were farm related because he was a farm related mm. kind of guy. Like, No, mine were like prank related all of mine were prank related that's fantastic (laughs) i do remember um there was a math problem we had to do where we had to figure out how far a bullet would travel Mm -hmm. if you dropped it from a gun or if if you fired it perfectly level yeah and the muzzle velocity was this where should the bullet be right and we had to figure that out and then we literally shot a bullet out of a gun on school property right because because the 90s were wild (laughs) right the 90s in Ohio. <laughs> like, this shit would not have flown. Oh, it was in, in school property. In it was in school property in Illinois. city limits. Yeah. Like, I could see, like, the main road of town from the backyard. We shot the bullet. It hit the... And we were like, it should be about right here. And then we got a metal detector and found mm-hmm. the bullet. And it was... And it was, it was like, about right it was there. more or less where we thought it would be. And so, yeah, good for Look us. At that physics. When... Go science. Right. Gravity rainbows. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So they. Where were we? Oh, so he gets knocked off the train and then has to like run back around and get on the train again. Wait, Max gets knocked off yeah, the train? Yeah, he gets knocked off the train. By the monkey? Him and the monkey yeah, go get flying? Him, yeah, he gets knocked Sorry, off the train. Sorry, guys. I was not watching this movie. So the Max is on the side of the road. So he like the train's going around this curve. And there's a tunnel coming up. So Max just like runs his ass around the the short way mm-hmm. gets up above where the tunnel is and the train's coming straight at him and right. i'm assuming at train speed right 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 and so max jumps off the top of the tunnel like the little like concrete mm-hmm. front of the tunnel onto the top of the train rolls through crashes through the front windshield of a train where the like um ringleader like child mm-hmm. snatcher kit guy is oh okay and like because he's him. driving the fucking train. Because of course he fucking is. No, I think there's a train driver. Yeah, there's a train driver too. So he starts <laughs> biting him, and then Daisy shows up and starts biting him, and then and Snowball's there fighting him, and then the tiger fucking shows up. I don't know where he came from. Like I missed. Yeah, something. who let the tiger out? Who 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 who? who? Sorry, everyone that just heard that. <laughs> I feel like the whole podcast just built to that moment, and we got there, and I'm so glad. I'm glad you're glad. I'm so happy for us. Anyway, so the tiger's attacking him, and so the the train driver, like, throws the e-brake and stops the whole thing. I I am not getting paid enough for any of this bullshit. But also, like, he pulls the brake as soon as this starts happening. They're headed into a tunnel. When he, when they come to a full stop, they're just in the middle of nowhere. They're like, in a tunnel, though. No. Oh, they're outside of the tunnel. They're outside. Because, meanwhile, Gidget had managed to, like, get, get the, all cats the cats mobilized to, yes. like, hide all the cat right, food. Right. And then meow like they were hungry. So the old cat lady piles them all into her, like... So she opens the cabinet and all the cat food's gone. And they're like... She's like, oh, well, we're going to have to go out. I'm going to go to the store. So she gets her teeth on. And uh, yeah. her sunglasses and her pocketbook and all of her cats. This reminds me, and this ca- this car they get into. Um, it's, you know, a, it's a beautiful car. It's a beautiful car. It reminds <laughs> me, uh, what was, 
the the white um was mm-hmm. it old T-bird? Yeah. Um, that one of your friends used to drive. Yes. The hood was like nine feet long. Right. I think my friend still drives it. I think she does. <laughs> it's a fair chance. And it is like just a marvel of late seventies American <laughs> steel. It's true. It's true. And so she's driving this thing to the store, but the cats are really in charge because there's like eighty cats and they're steering and doing the pedals, and she's just looking over the steering wheel like she knows what the fuck's going on. But right. She can't like really it's normal. See. And so, like, the car is just driving itself. So, whenever it comes to an emergency stop, you had kind of left the car for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. they were on their way, and you're like, oh, whatever. Well, as soon as they stops, like, the the villain stands up to start giving this monologue, and that fucking car runs him over. And it's just like... The, <laughs> a car of cats. <laughs> this car full of cats just runs him and over. And this old lady. And Gidget leans Who's her head... Who's gonna go to jail for vehicular manslaughter. At best, she's going to get, like, five years. He's, but still. He stands up. He's fine. Okay, he didn't die. He did not die. And Gidget leans up and goes, oh, is that the bad guy? And, he, and Max is like, yeah, that was the bad guy. She's like, cool. And then they throw it in reverse and run over him again. Now she's going to jail. That's murder. <laughs> right. That's not vehicular manslaughter. That's premeditated. Right, right. So she's a murderess. And then they, like... I don't know what the fuck happens to the tiger. I think he just runs off into the woods, maybe? Or maybe he comes home with him? I, he's he living can't with, come home. Well, he might just go live with Pops again. Pops, I don't think... I don't know. I don't, what happens to the tiger? What happened to the tiger? Do we need to Google this? I don't know. I mean, you can, but... Okay. I mean... And so, like, then Max is like, yep. So, that was the end of the adventure. Turns out, everything was fine. I was worried about nothing. I, I learned a lot of things this day. Gidget turns out she's like the queen of the cats downstairs, so she's fine. I got my squeaky ball back, so that's neat. Like, everything worked out in the end. And then there's like this little denouement of them like walking on a walk. Who oh. takes up a residence in his new home with the cat lady. Oh, that's right. She They take her, they take Hugh home and they just like drop him off with the kitty. cat. And she can't see <laughs> shit, so like, whatever. Like, whatever. <laughs> Just another cat, and he's fine. That's what it is. But anyway, and Max is like, everything worked out. And so they're on this walk, and it turns out they're walking to daycare for the first time. Right, like to preschool. To preschool, and they're dropping Liam off, and he's like, oh shit, what the... Oh, no, 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 this is not okay. And 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 he's like, no, no, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. And like, there's a little moment where he like twinges like he's going to scratch, but then he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a good moment. And then Liam goes up. And then he's like, it'll be okay. And then all of a sudden, Liam runs back down the stairs mm-hmm. and grabs Max and one of uh, Duke's ears mm-hmm. and is like, my doggies. Bye, Mommy. Bye, Daddy. Love you. And runs back up the stairs. And, like, Duke and, and Max are just, like, nodding, like, yeah, we yeah. got this. This all is the, the next feels. thing. And it, like, pans out and, like, the the parents are there just, like, blubbering and, like, crying and, like, <laughs> The mom, like, hands the dad a tissue, and he's like, I'm so, I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what's wrong with these guys? Man, jeez. Yeah, preschool drop-off, guys. It's, it's, it's fine. rough. It's rough. The first day. It's not. I was fine. Um, <laughs> you weren't even there. I wasn't even there. So I was busy. You were working. Working. Making the monies. Yep, yep. So, I mean... <sighs> And so, like, it kind of ends and goes to credits. And the credits are all these dogs doing silly things, like actual videos like of YouTube, YouTube videos. videos of dogs doing silly things. 
And you're like, oh, that's cute, that's cute. And then... And then... Cut to Snowball. Snowball breaks in, and he had been dressed like... Like, at the end, they're like, things change, and at, at Snowball had been, instead of dressed like a superhero, his owner dressed him like a princess. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is awesome! And then they're... So, like, there's a little insert in the end credits where you see the owner like, all right, bye, you guys have a great tea party. And she leaves. Mm-hmm. And a live rabbit dressed, live rabbit, like, a dressed like a princess. And he looks over and he's like, panda. Panda, panda, panda. And then there's this gangster rap right. song about right. pandas panda. and candy. And it's hilariously insane. It makes no sense. But it's so perfect. Right, right. Because the panda great. is all dressed... Uh, like gangsta. Yep, and he, so he steals the panda's clothes and does a whole rap. About... About... Panda. I mean, yeah, sure. Like you do. And that's... The end? That's the end of the credits. Yeah. That's it. <sighs> Never once did they say who's on first. And I'm learn? still sad about that. Yes. What did we learn? That no one pays good attention in New York. Everyone is very focused on their own problems. They don't have time to deal with, like, a... Mm-hmm. Anything. Patton Oswalt should have been in this movie in yes, the first. Yes, should have been in the first movie. 100% agree. 100% with that one. Um, change is scary and difficult and hard, but... But you can't avoid it. You can't so avoid it. you might it. as well ride the waves. They never really go to the point of, it's worth it. They just say, you can't avoid it. <laughs> It's going to happen. Buckle up. They're like, well... A good soundtrack can get you through almost anything. Truly, this was a great soundtrack. It really was. Um, I'm here for kids' movies with good soundtracks. Yes. Like, keep that up, It's the part of the movie that I pay attention to. Because the rest of the time, I'm like, what? I'm not paying attention. And I'm like, oh, I like this song. (laughs) Um, That's all I can really think of. This movie is really just... It really feels like... After the first one, they were like, all right, we need a, we need an idea for the second one. Or maybe, like, Netflix needs, uh, like, like ten, uh, ideas? 10 ideas for, like, 15-minute <laughs> shorts. And they're like, well, we got, like, these three main ideas maybe we can do. And they're like, great, make a movie out of it. Eh, I guess we can clutch that together into a movie. And they just kind of did. Mm-hmm. Although it's not as train wrecky as, like, Cars 2. No. That's a high bar of train wrecky, though. Like, yeah. Well, and at least it makes sense. Like, eh, I mean, the old the the first one was like this caper of all these different storylines kind of moving out into mm-hmm. different directions, and then intersecting at the end. This one's kind of the same thing, I guess. Right. But like, it still seems a little more disjointed. It's not as tight and interwoven as the other ones were. It's kludgier. It's kludgier, but you know, it's a sequel. What? Are we, yeah. It's not a high bar. So, but you know, hey. Still made money. We still yeah. we still paid for it because mm-hmm. we like bought it and then it was on Netflix the next week, That's which is happens. the other lesson. If it's oh, on sale, if it's on sale, it'll be on Netflix the next week. Like so, just don't buy it. Just don't buy it. Just just wait it out. Just it'll wait be fine. it out. So that's all I got. Anything mm-hmm. else to add? No. So all right. Well, on that note, I think we will end and um, head to bed because it's about that time. Yeah. So uh, please parent responsibly out there. Yep. 